0: For another episode of the Lakers Fast Break podcast, it's Gerald Glassford coming right back at you here from Lakers Fast Break, Pop Culture Cosmos, Game Source, and also the Inside Sports Fantasy Football. Tell you what, it's a great weekend for Lakers fans out there. Much better than I had anticipated because when you have LeBron out for one game, AD out for two games, you think, okay, chalk it up as maybe one loss, maybe two losses. You know, it's okay. The Lakers are five games up. No problem. But my goodness, the Lakers sure surprised some people out there, including myself, when it comes to what they did, the effort they made, and also the team camaraderie that came out of it with great wins at Dallas and also as well the next night in Oklahoma City in what probably has to be two of the most satisfying wins of the season. And here to talk about that with me today and a whole bunch of other things is my good friend. I know him as Tom Wong. But you know him out there as the man behind LakerHolics.net. Be part of the conversation today at LakerHolics.net. It is Laker Tom. I've seen you already. It's been talked to you already on bad weekends for all your teams. But I'll tell you what, right now, this is a great weekend for you. I know that for sure.
1: Niners are going to the Super Bowl, Gerald. Can't get better than that, other than the Lakers going into the NBA Finals.
0: In Vegas, right now. They have the Chiefs as the number one pick as far as mm-hmm. the odds on favorite but the the 49ers are right behind the Yankees have solidified their hold as the favorite team out there because of the cheating scandal which I should they should have just given you know taken away the, the world title as well you know, absolutely
1: you know
0: it's cost the jobs of their the manager and also as well the general manager and then you have and the, the White- Red
1: sox manager is going to go down next
0: Yes. Yes. That's coming up here. I'm sure by sometime this week. And then also as well, you have the Lakers before even AD was officially announced being out of the game at Oklahoma city. They were seven and a half, eight point underdogs here in Vegas at the time they, they go ahead and tip the ball, not counting, you know, AD being announced out. So it probably went even higher and to see them pull off an easy win was just truly an incredible feat. But like I said, it was a great weekend for you overall
1: yeah for sure the other one was my uh, granddaughter's uh, cyo basketball team won their second game in a row they lost the championship game last year so i'm going for uh, i guess four championships this year starting starting obviously with the 49ers uh in january followed by uh the girls probably in may winning their first championship and then the lakers in uh, june will put it away and finish it off next October or November with the Yankees.
0: So, well, I'll tell you what, though. Kansas City was truly impressive in their victory. I mean, coming from 24 points down. In the first half, laying 51 points, they're an offense that's got to be dealt with. San Francisco has got a great defense, and they'll have to prove it if the two match up.
1: Yep, that'll be a great game. It'll be it'd be nice to see a Super Bowl where the best two teams really meet this time. Well, there yeah, we, so go. we always have that problem with the, the World Series the NBA championships and the Super Bowl. that, that the semifinal games or the conference final games often are the better matchups. But uh, despite
0: the cheating, I will give you the 2017 with the Astros and Dodgers, I think was the, you know, I think was probably the meeting of the two best at that point in time. I just think they were just destined at that point in time. I can, I can agree with you on last year's and, and I know some people would say yes or no on that, but, I really think that uh, in the case of what's going forward for the, for baseball
1: should have been Dodgers Yankees should have been yeah. Dodgers
0: Yankees. Yeah. It's going to, it has to be Dodgers Yankees at this point in time, because those two are favored. Uh, I really agree with you on the Yankees. I'm not a big, I'm not a fan of the Yankees, but I will look at this objectively and they're loaded and they have no more excuses. Okay. Don't give me the injuries. Don't give me the, the starting yeah. pitching. Don't give me all that. They are loaded. And they but, it's, but it's
1: baseball, Gerald, and that, that crazy thing where you play 162 games, you know, and you can just as easily lose it if you just hit a wrong streak. Um, it, it's, it's so much harder, I think, in baseball to to create a dynasty that wins year after year, you know. You can do well, it yeah. in football. You can do it in base basketball. But baseball is just such a crapshoot.
0: Well, the, one of the biggest crimes to me in baseball is the Angels not supporting Mike Trout at mm-hmm. all ever in during his career and if it continues all the way to the end of his career and he stays an angel that would be just a crime against baseball because he deserves so much better he does so much for that team but you're right it is i think almost as much as any other sport it is a team sport in baseball and you could be you know a a war you can have a war that's just humongous like mike trout's is and you could be you know such a great player but you're also helpless when it comes to a uh, horrible pitching staff and yeah. as you know, but that's not, that's neither here nor there. That's, that's, you know, yeah. like I well, said, you know, quarterbacks
1: and quarterbacks and superstars in basketball yeah. make a big difference there. Even, yeah. even a great starting pitcher or a great player like trout, uh, you know, his, his impact is somewhat diminished because of how many players are on the field at a time. Exactly, that, It's not a, not a two not a two way type of situation where you're actually playing at the same time as, your opposing players and so forth. It's a pitcher versus
0: batter thing. He can't throw that ball to the player. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well I'll tell you what though, there is so much good to talk about, including Rajon Rondo. I'll tell you what. Just- hey, Rondo is back, man. Oh, no, no, don't start. Don't start. Two games, my friend. That's <laughs> actually yeah, yeah, he did okay. in the he did, uh, okay. He did, he did okay against Dallas. He but uh, Oklahoma City was it was a nice breakout game for him. They Oklahoma City, totally, the way they were playing defense in the first half, I saw their schemes, the way they were playing, so loose off of everyone. They were letting Rondo drive in the lane. They were not expecting at all what they got handed to them on Saturday night. Yeah. They were not prepared for it, and they looked like a team they that's – thought going to have a cakewalk. Yeah, they thought they did. They thought they would have an easy victory without AD, without LeBron. It was very impressive to see the team building aspect of it. Everybody giving credit to guys like Cook, Daniels, the guys that don't actually get to play every game. And Jared Dudley coming in with some good defensive stops with the, with his verticality move, probably the only player in the NBA that actually jumps straight up, you know, and has his hands <laughs> he up. He had a
1: couple of great defensive stops down there at the That's end. What That's what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. He was he's the last player in the league to go ahead and jump straight up, as opposed yeah. to go ahead and you know. But that's but, know, the,
1: the guy who gets the game ball, maybe even more than Kuzma, has to be Rondo because the way that they the way that the Thunder came out, just expecting it to be a cakewalk, Rondo really just took it to him. Um, I know I posted on Lakerolics.net a few days before, maybe even a day before, uh, Frank Bogle talking about Rondo's swag and how important that was to the team. Um, and I had several several comments that i would made on the blog pretty much reinforcing that anybody's ever played in the game understands how important swag is, you know, just that confidence you get from, if you play with LeBron, for example, having the best player on your team, I don't care whether you're the Lakers going into against the Clippers or whether you're five guys in a, you know, in a pickup game going in, you know, you've got the ace guy. Uh, if you've got that guy on your side, it just really makes a difference. And Rondo just took over that first quarter. I mean, I think six out of six shots attacking the basket Dishing off the ball, grabbing a few rebounds, um, he gave the team some confidence with that with those plays. He and really got everybody believing at that point in time. And I and I definitely agree with you. It's not it's not just one player. I mean, Kuzma came in and had a fabulous game, both halves of the game this time, rather than just a half of the game like he did against uh, the Mavericks. Um, Cook and Daniels came in, and we saw why they're forty percent career shooters. Um, from deep because both of those guys were spot on. Uh, Caruso, the Lakers official home team GOAT, uh, actually was three out of four from deep. So the Lakers, 15 out of 32, shot 47% from deep. They're now the number 10 uh, percentage-wise shooting three-point team in the league. Number four offensive rating, number four defensive rating. They're number four in steals. They're number one in blocks. Uh, it was just a fabulous performance. And, and we'll talk later about the, the guy who put it all together because he deserves a lot of credit, not only just for the talent that he accumulated on the court, but the character and the fit of the players that he put together. Um, it was a puzzle. It's a puzzle that, to, that really deserves great accolades for how everything fits together and how these guys really care for each other and care for the team and play as a team.
0: Well, definitely the Lakers had a great weekend on Friday. LeBron avenged the Lakers. Probably, yeah, uh, it was it was a loss in December that really started things going yep. as far as a, a kind of a troubling month for the team with a loss there. But they avenged the loss with a great win in Dallas. He outplayed Luca. The team actually defended Luca very well. So kudos to them. And then followed it up without AD in the lineup on both occasions with a great win. I'm just hoping LeBron feels better. We'll have to wait and see what goes on. This is being recorded before the game tonight against Cleveland, so we are not privy yet to the news on what's going on for the team, for AD and LeBron, and also Danny Green, who was out with a sore hip, who didn't play in the Saturday game as well. So the Lakers have got to be very happy. Right now they own a five-game lead over the rest of the western conference because it is just truly great to see when the clippers actually lost to the nuggets the other night and that was uh, you know making it even better for the lakers to extend that lead i'm hoping they can extend it even further so they can go and make some better decisions on some possible resting because i think it, you know these little injuries sometimes they they may work in your favor about giving some overall rest and you know you and i have talked at length about giving AD some rest for all those nagging injuries he's had and you know having a bruised derriere as uh you know you'd say may be a little bit beneficial in giving him some time off Mm -hmm. LeBron obviously you know he could have played on Saturday but he looked really sick you know I don't even know why he he was sick
1: on Friday I mean he looked almost nauseous yes he he was he he was was over
0: game he had on Friday for
1: being sick so that was... Uh,
0: Very Jordan-esque, I yeah, would well, yes.
1: you know, it's tough. These guys hang so closely together when you have great chemistry like the Lakers
0: do. It's, it's tough when somebody gets sick because they just infect the entire team, you know? Exactly. I think you should have stayed back in the locker room or in the hotel room. That's happened before where players are so sick, you know, that you just keep them isolated. Yeah. And you keep them resting. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure that was in the best decision to go ahead and have him on the bench. You know, he did not look well at all. So I don't even think he's going to be – well, like I said, I don't want to speculate because knowing him, he'll probably be back and and ready to go on Monday. So we'll keep uh, an eye out that. Keep an eye out on the Lakers Fast Break Twitter so you can go ahead and get the latest news on, on the status of both AD and LeBron and also Danny Green as well. But it was an impressive weekend nonetheless. But any last thoughts? Yeah, there's
1: a couple of things that I thought were kind of important about both games because they're different types of strategies different types of teams we were playing, the Mavericks game was really impressive because of the defensive adjustments that we have made against the Mavericks. Um, They won the first game, we've won the last three and the last two convincingly. Um, We we did win that one game uh, when uh, Dwight uh, set an illegal screen to open up Danny Green for the tying shot and we won in overtime, but the last two games have really shown Frank Vogel and his team and his staff's ability to Make great adjustments on how to defend Luka Doncic, and and basically, those are things that you really look at. To me, I made a little joke after posting the record that it was we were three and one against the Mavs, and I said, "Great, all we need is one more win, and we'll just we'll seal the series and take it four to one." And the point was that the these types of adjustments that we're seeing uh, Frank and his team, Frank and his coaching staff make, I think bode really well for a playoff series. Because in a playoff series that's when you really look at you have some time you are not just looking at a game isolated in the middle of a schedule of a week where you can't even have practices and so forth you usually got a game a day off between games so you can get the practices in you can make those adjustments and they did a great job on Dante they uh, starting with Avery Bradley uh, just pressuring him on the ball Bradley really bothered him forcing him to the forcing him to the right all the time, which is interesting because uh, generally it's just like I teach my girls in the CYO League. You want to force the players always to the left because most of them are right-handed players that can't dribble with their left. The problem with guys like uh, Doncic, and I think the same thing is true of, uh, of James Harden, is going to the left is where they have that great step-back move. And they love going to the left just because of that step-back. And basically by forcing them always to go to the right, you get it. It's a much harder thing for a right-handed jump shooter to do a step-back shot. Um, and that really was great on Doncic. They really shut him down for the second game in a row. Um, so I was really impressed with that. And then on the game on the game last night, again, the coaching staff had this team ready to go off of the guns. He used to be, remember the first part of the season where we stumbles in the first half and, and Frank would make adjustments and somebody would come in and ignite the team in the second half that hasn't been the case recently. This team has been primed and ready to go, unlike the Clippers who've lost six of the last thirteen games, all of them with
0: uh, Kawhi Leonard in the lineup. So, but, also, yeah. but, but they've not had Paul George in the lineup, for, like against Denver. So, uh, you know, again, they're the you know I'm not a Clippers fan by any means, but it you know they're going to give you right that right back just to let right. you know. I, I saw yeah.
1: another little comment uh, by somebody else on Twitter that basically. It looks like the Lakers are a team that has real chemistry, and the Clippers look like a team of hired guns that you brought together, and, and they basically don't really get it, and they don't have that same same sense of, of oneness that you have with the Lakers.
0: Not yet, and, that- uh, and, and that's good to see for the Lakers, and that, I like that, the fact that that's happened. Uh, you know, it's hard for a team like the Clippers to have that cohesion When you have someone out of the lineup all the time, as far as your big gun's concerned, whether it's Paul George, whether it's Kawhi, one of them sitting out each and every time, it's hard for the team to go ahead and build that type of of chemistry on the court, not off the court. I'm talking about on the court, Mm -hmm. you know, to go ahead and gel. I mean, let me put it to you this way. If AD and LeBron were continuously out one or the other, one or the other, I mean, that would be a problem for the Lakers is how they set up their offense and their defense, would it not?
1: Yeah, but I think it's more than that. I think it's, uh, in some of it, you can't blame the Clippers for their situation. They have two superstars who both suffered career, possibly career-ending injuries. And so you treat them a little differently than they do even an older LeBron and and Anthony Davis who had always had nagging injury-type problems. I think the big difference is that and you can see it in some of the comments that LeBron and AD have made, they're playing for their teammates. That's why they're playing these games when their injuries are nagging them and so forth, and why they believe that they were going in there. They're playing them for their teammates and for the fans. And every player on that team has that attitude of, it's for the team that we're doing all of this. It's not for the individual accolades. It's not for the statistics and things of that nature. And and I think that there's a – and it's pretty remarkable with seven new players that, that we've pulled together a team that has this kind of chemistry. And it, it comes from the leadership of those two guys, Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and why they play through injuries and why they play when they're not 100%. Um, they do it for their teammates. And that makes a big difference. That says something to every player on that team. Um, and that's we saw the reverse side of that yesterday, last night in that game when Every single player, I mean, there was not a single guy off of the bench who did not contribute and have an excellent game. Every time they get to 16 points, we rack off another three, five or six points in a row. Um, and and the contributions one after another, you know, I mean, and the hustle all the way through there, uh, you could see by the end of the game that the Thunder were totally demoralized, you know, and it was a, the biggest pleasure I had of the day was seeing them take their stars and put them on a the bench with like three or four minutes to go knowing that there was no way they were going to come back at all.
0: Very satisfying. I mean, it was so funny, though. A lot of my friends are Lakers fans are out there. It's so funny because most of them didn't even know that there was a game in Oklahoma City. I'm like, you missed a good one. Oh. Uh, just you know, it, it was fun to see exactly how they set it up, right. how it went down. And, of course, it was a satisfying weekend for the Lakers and Lakers fans overall. We're signaling the ref for a quick timeout. But we'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break Podcast. Check out what's been going on with the Pop Culture Cosmo Show and the PCC Multiverse. I see the potential for basically like another Netflix kind of paradigm shift where... promoted and this is a thing where audiences do not agree with critics that's the pop culture cosmos show and the pcc multiverse every week on apple podcasts and over a dozen of your favorite streaming and podcasting options but the week is going forward is going to start off with two wins you have to win there, there's just no doubt about it you have to continue your set. Quit
1: for those games
0: no no you can't look the look past them you have to continue your success against teams under 500 because Orlando and Cleveland are both coming to Los Angeles this week. And you've got to go ahead and take care of business when you have teams that are not as good as you, at least that, you know, they're not even as close to being as good as you at this point in time. And you've got to go ahead and take right. care of business this week for that before you go out on the Grammy trip. And that's something I want to get in touch with you in regards to what's going on with the Lakers because they have, them and the Clippers, of course, have the annual Grammy trip coming up, and that's going to be something that a lot of people are looking forward to in regards to a challenge for the Lakers, because you're going to be at Houston, at Boston, at New York, at Brooklyn, and at Philadelphia. So I ask you, Tom, you've always been the very positive prognosticator when it comes to what the Lakers will be doing on the road. It's a long trip for the Lakers when it comes to the Grammy trip and each and every year they do it. They get kind of tired at the end. You and I have seen it before in the past, but I think they could go ahead and do very well on the trip. I'm saying four and one. Are you saying something different?
1: Um, I think the law of averages has got to catch up at some point. You got four really good teams. You're playing there. One of the things I think, I hope you don't see is the Lakers actually trying to rest LeBron and AD in those two games. Because I think you, you you need to go out there and you need to keep that winning streak on. We could go out and hit the, the Grammy trip with a 10-game winning streak going on there. And at least that five-game lead still secure. Um, I'm sort of in the four-and-one battle with you. We're not going to lose to the Knicks. I think we can win three of the other four games. But those are tough games. And they're on the road. And if the Lakers can come through and win, come back with four out of those five games, I think that would be a tremendous accomplishment. I would say I wouldn't be surprised if we came back and won all five games. I think this team is capable of it, and and I think that we may have seen we may have seen some some things that are going to change as we move forward. I'm in the middle of doing an article right now about what do the Lakers do with Kuzma, and and the gist of the article is that it's yeah, the Lakers have a problem, but it's a good problem to have, which is that Kuzma's playing so well that you don't want to trade him but he's worth a lot more if you do trade him. I think it's an interesting situation that they've got. And I think the solution probably most likely is they've got to give more minutes to Kuzma. And I think that that could be something that could dramatically help us over the Grammy trip and and the next seven games, let's say, finishing off February or finishing off January and going up to the trade deadline. I think they have to make sure Kuzma's averaging 23 points on 43% three-point shooting in games that he in the seven games where he's played over 27 minutes. So they need to get him time on the floor. And I think the solution for that is it's something that I, I believed in from the very start of the season that we need to play some more at, with a, with AD as a center. And I think we need to start developing our own closeout lineup where basically you put Kuzma in at the 4, take out one of take out our traditional centers and put AD in there. And I think we should start playing that maybe a third of the time. We can obviously weight it toward what kind of centers we have, but I don't want to see Dwight Howard out there guarding guys on the three-point line or JaVale McGee doing that. When teams go small with us and put somebody out there who are playing a team where they've got a center who can who can move and and operate out there, I think we need to turn that time into the time where we got LeBron and AD and Kuzma on the floor and develop that as a third. Sort of core lineup that can really do damage out there. Um, we need to get Kuzma up to 30 minutes per game. It's either do that, or I don't think he's the kind of guy who's going to function well. Some guys
0: don't do well coming off of the bench. He wants to be a starter. He needs burn, um, similar to what we see with Cook and Daniels. The more minutes they get, the yeah. more rhythm that they get. And uh, and as Kuzma himself has said, he's a rhythm player. Yeah.
1: And, and I think a critical thing one of the things that I thought was really telling was that kuzma did not he he was very close to signing with uh with uh clutch sports now if you sign with clutch sports and you're a laker that pretty much solidifies where you're going to spend the rest of your career so if he had signed if he'd signed with rich Paul there wouldn't be these trade talks right now the fact that he didn't sign with rich Paul says that In many ways, Kuzma's thinking, he looks over and sees Brandon Ingram, who's playing 35 minutes a game and all of a sudden breaking out as a star with the Pelicans in an opportunity that he didn't really have with the Lakers with LeBron around. Now, all of a sudden, Kuzma's got an opportunity. He showed what he can do. So I think the ball is in the Lakers court right now and Frank Vogel's court to make some adjustments and get him that playing time and that playing time with LeBron and AD so that we could really have a more powerful third option as far as our core lineups and a closing option, an option that would really put pressure on people. I think that's one of the next moves that we're going to see. And I'm hoping that we see some of it happen on this Grammy trip. They're going to play the 76ers, and B likes to stay out there and be on the line, too. I don't know well, why. Man, I don't... I can't
0: if he comes back, because he's currently out injured.
1: Oh, is he going to be injured for the time when we play the 76ers?
0: He's going to be out two to three weeks with a finger injury. Uh, So, you know, Rondo has a finger injury as well. that's being looked at, but not too many times what he did. He he tore ligaments on it. Hmm. So he actually had surgery and is out at least two to three weeks to be evaluated. So it may be in that time range that he may come back Mm -hmm. for. So we'll have to wait and see. But there's a possibility he may be out for that game.
1: I'd like to see it for the Clippers game. I'd like to see that, that five out lineup for the Clippers game where LeBron and, and, and they could take advantage. AD, they, they the big problem the Clippers really have is if you want to play Zubak on AD, you're not going to have a chance on it. And, and Harrell's too small. We should be taking advantage of them. They're, they're, they are they're play a small ball, and that's when we have to get it. That's when we have to get to this five-out type of setups and get Anthony Davis playing a little bit of center. We can choose where we do it so he doesn't have to go out there and bang against you know obvious bangers you know, like like the guy from Oklahoma City, Adams and so forth. But I think that's the big adjustment that needs to be made or we trade him, one or the other. You got to get him starter minutes, and if he's not going to be a starter, he needs to be the closer. And the only way you can close him, because you're not going to take AD out of the lineup, and you're not going to take LeBron out of the lineup. So the only way you can make him a closer, which will keep him happy, is to have, have AD play center and have Kuzma play the four.
0: I agree with you on that. That's the way I think they envisioned it at the early part of the season. Yep. Unfortunately, it never materialized. There's well, it also- never
1: materialized because of how well, how yeah. well. Uh, what's the what's the moniker now that they've got for uh, Devale and uh, Howard? Uh, it's Dwight uh, Dwight something that like generation. that.
0: But also as well, the injuries for Kuzma also uh, didn't yeah. materialize, so they couldn't really work on that in the preseason as well. But there's also another thing that you want to consider. I, I agree with you that at some point in time, if most likely later in the season or in the playoffs, they'll have to focus more on AD at the five. But there also is something that they haven't done at all very much, and that is pick and roll with LeBron and AD, which right. is something that could be very deadly, which I think purposely – without
1: somebody holding
0: up the dunker spot. Exactly. Purposely. They are – I don't going to say they're hiding it, but they're – They've only used it sparingly so yeah. far this season, and I think it's something that they're going to you know, maybe blend in a little bit more as the season goes on just to work on it, just to perfect it going into the playoffs because that could be truly a lethal thing right there for you, coming at you, whoever they face up on it. But you know what? Again, we'll talk about that down the road. A lot of good things coming up here in the next week, hopefully with two good wins, we're hoping, because if there are two teams that, again – are below 500, which the Lakers should take care of business. Then they go on the road on the Grammy trip, and we here at the Lakers Fast Break will keep you updated on how well they're doing on the Lakers Grammy trip, but also check out the great things that are going on at lakerholics.net as well. We'll be back with more of the Lakers Fast Break podcast. Hey, listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about, because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground, and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Voice
1: from the underground.
0: Tom, before we head on out, I got to talk to you about this, and that was out of the blue... Rob Palenka gets a promotion and extension. The promotion is not the, the surprise to me because the fact that, you know, Magic's gone. There's nobody in the position and maybe he just wanted it in the first place. So he didn't want something laying over his head like that. You know, that's fine. Like, you know, giving him the promotion is fine. But the extension, you know, it came out of the blue. It really didn't need to happen at this point in time. They could have evaluated the team more. But as, as TJ and I discussed, Overall, on our YouTube exclusive Lakers Fast Break last week, he and I pretty much agreed that sometimes Jeannie Bus does things out of emotion and how good the team is playing. And I think she was a little bit rushed to judgment first. He has done a great job so far. Let's put that in perspective. But I would have waited until the season's end before I go ahead and, and dished out an extension for him. Because you see down the road when the Lakers have – so little in assets what they're going to be able to do you know you're going to see need to see you're either going to need to have a performance from him similar to what he's doing now in order to go ahead and get the job done but i'm just saying it might have been a little presumptuous but again it is you know you're riding high you're you're the best team in the western conference things like this happen i'm just hoping that at some point in time we won't have to regret that decision that was made this past weekend
1: well i've always been a Right, starting right from the summer, as soon as Magic was gone, I always thought that was a godsend for the Lakers. Um, I love Magic as a player. I mean, he's probably my favorite player ever, maybe next to Will Chamberlain, who was the reason I became a Laker fan. But I think the thing that Rob has done, and, and, and when, especially when you step here and you look back, and this was six months ago, there was nothing in the news other than talk of the dysfunction of the Lakers front office and ownership group everybody wanted we're talking about secret general managers that are running the team and and how uh, Kurt Rambis and his wife were the people running the team and it's funny you know at that point in time everybody wanted wanted David Griffith and Griffin or or anybody else to become in there uh, but if you step back and look at what this guy's accomplished in the last six months and I think the point about it is that one thing that you you have to understand, and it's the reason why I think that he's been so successful in this job is where he came from. Everybody looked at the fact that he was a bit a player agent as something negative to him, because let's see, other general managers aren't going to talk to him. He's always been in a in an adversarial relationship with every other general manager just because of the nature of his job. But what player agents understand more than anything else is superstars. They understand how to get them, how to recruit them how to talk to them, and how to keep them happy. Kobe Bryant is probably a very difficult guy to have if you're his agent. Polinka was one of the top agents in the league. And what he's done with the relationships that he's created with LeBron James, you saw the quotes that LeBron came out 100% behind that how well-deserved that promotion was for Rob Polinka and the extension. And AD, same thing. Very, very laudatory and it's because of the sort of process that he set up the minute he took charge from Magic Johnson, where everything was run by the superstars. It was collaborative, but he still made the final decisions. But he, this roster was built because of Palenka's belief, not only in talent, but also character and how things fit together. And I think that it was past due for Jeannie Buss, rather than presumptuous, for her to give him an extension. He's in the third year of his five-year contract. That's sort of the flip year. I think it makes total sense. It's a vote of confidence in him. It's a vote of trust that he's going to make the right decisions with respect to Kyle Kuzma, who was one of the guys drafted right after he became general manager. So you've got a, you've got a situation where I think the owners did the right thing. One of the things that really strikes me as wonderful about being a Laker fan right now is we don't hear all of this crap going on that we used to hear when magic was in charge all of the back talk and all of the all of the news and the we've had no drama the clippers are the ones now getting all of the drama and the lakers are basically just taking care of business and that's the beautiful part of what the job that rob polinka's done so i i salute and and congratulate him on his extension and and becoming the vice president of basketball operations He's the right guy. He built this team. He pulled us out of tailspin, and I don't think anybody else even gets close to him as a candidate for executive of the year. If the Lakers win this title, he will be the executive of the year for the NBA.
0: You know, you can nitpick all you want. I know ESPN reporters, they've talked about at length, you know, okay, you could have given less in the AD trade, or you could say that You know, with Rob Palenka's job, he's had some inexperience where he actually had to end up giving an extra pick because the fact he didn't realize the timing of the trade and how it went down. So they actually ended up giving an extra second round pick and things of that nature. But you could go ahead and nitpick all you want. But once two years comes down the line and those lack of assets are not there, you're going to have he's going to really earn his money. He's really going to earn his keep. Hopefully he can go ahead and get a Giannis Antetokounmpo or other big name free agent to hopefully join at that point in time, whoever is on the Lakers at that point, to help keep this flow going as long as it keeps flowing until that point. So I'm hopeful that he can go ahead and continue the promising start that he's had in the position without Magic Johnson. And I will give you that. In fact, you could say he, he could be very well the executive of the year at this point in time if the Lakers go ahead and win the championship. I'm just saying to you right now that I would probably have waited and evaluated at the end of the season and taken a whole look exactly how well he's doing in the position by himself with nobody answering above him or below him really with only him by himself making all the decisions out there. So I was kind of going ahead and saying, you know what, maybe I would have held off on that just a little bit longer to totally evaluate his position. And as someone, you know, you, you've been, you know, in the world of business, you, have you, have You've had people under you. You want to go ahead and make a total evaluation. I have as well. Where I'm going to go ahead before I push that button, before I go ahead and give the promotion, I want to go ahead and make sure I as, see as a total basis to make sure they can go ahead and get the job done for the future. I would have waited a little bit longer for me, but you know what? It is what it is. I I can't say he doesn't deserve it because he's done a great job. Obviously, 32 and seven, five games up in the Western Conference. You're going to go ahead and make those decisions like that. And I'm just saying two, three years down the road, he is really going to have to earn his keep at that point in time when the Lakers don't have the kind of assets that they did this past summer.
1: Well, the big decision looming for for him down the road is who's after LeBron. Um, you know, they, they don't have enough money to sign Giannis and play
0: LeBron, play LeBron a max salary and ADS that max salary um so. well, if LeBron I'm gonna tell you this right now if LeBron has that opportunity to play at a 30 what 37 year old with with 80 Indiana yeah I think I, I don't I think he would go ahead and say you know what I'm just going to take more of that Space Jam two and maybe Space Jam three money at that point in time. He could take thirty.
1: He could take thirty instead of thirty eight, and they could yeah, exactly.
0: I think they would make that work if that becomes a possibility. If that becomes a reality, and Giannis says, "I want to go to the Lakers," you make that happen. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think it's a long shot. I, I
1: somehow have a hunch that that Giannis is going to sign again with Milwaukee sign a super max this summer well,
0: i agree with you on that right now yeah. i would lay the odds on on milwaukee but there always is that possibility
1: but i do think the idea that the last contract lebron signs will come after the lakers get a second superstar to go along with ad he will want to make sure that the lakers you know it's kind of funny you, you, I, I know they don't do it in the nba like they do it in i can't even remember is, is it baseball that you retire with a certain cap and and that basically becomes your retirement. You retire as a Yankee or you retire as a Dodger. If you played for both teams, you got to make a choice. Um, LeBron, I think, will win more titles with the Lakers than he won with the Heat. So if he wins three championships with the Lakers, he'll retire as a Laker, basically. And I think that that's his goal at this point in time. I do see a case where he might not sign another agreement just to go sign as a minimum player to play with his son if Bronny got drafted and he's probably not going to get drafted by the lakers so that that could be an interesting situation where he you know he pulls a joe montana and goes and plays for the chiefs for a year i do think that that lebron while he's always gone for the maximum money every single year in his career there'll come a point in time where his legacy will demand a couple of things differently one either Either because he's won championships with the Lakers and wants to make sure that the franchise is in good stead when he leaves, or alternatively, he wants to—he wants to actually be the first NBA player to ever play on the same team with his son. I, that second one is one as a any father who's got a kid who played basketball, boy or girl—you you just can't imagine how wonderful that would be. Some of the best times of my life were when I was still young enough and my son was old enough. We could actually go down to the gym and take on other people too, on two, and run pick and rolls.
0: You know what? I, I agree with you on that. That would be the case. That would, if that's a, you know something like that, would happen. But then again, another star may come in where LeBron is not going to. Let's say, let's say he gets uh, Bronny gets drafted by Charlotte, for instance. Yeah, right. he would want to go ahead and go to that team for a year and whatnot. But then you have a situation where. You, you know there are other teams other players may want to capitalize on lebron leaving so you may have a situation if gianna still wants to come to lakers may well you know that's for down the road my friend that's down yeah. for the road. let's let's not even go there because there's so many variables so many things before it gets to that point in two years from now but right now it is the lakers they're doing extremely well 32 and 7 as we talk right now leading the western conference by five games Truly a remarkable season, an outstanding weekend. All I'm asking for is good health for the team going forward. Yep. That's a fair ask. If we got that, I'll take whatever we get. So before we head on out, just want to leave this in there. Lakerholics.net, a lot of things going on right there. Before we head on out, Laker, Tom, I want to go ahead and hear what's going on with Lakerholics.net and all the great things that you're talking about there right now.
1: Well, it's obvious that, you know, there's always a fascinating difference between Lakerholics.net, which is truly a fan site versus ESPN and uh, some of the other sites that you see out there. Big obvious uh, subject of conversation right now is what do you do with Kyle Kuzma? You know, 80% of the blog is now saying, you know, you got to get minutes for Kuzma. You can't trade him. You got to get minutes for him. Um, And then you're reading in the press that sort of split. The media, there's half of the people saying, oh, Kuzma basically now has, has earned his right to stay with the Lakers. Another half of them are saying, well, hey, he just raised his trade value. Now uh, now it's a straight-up trade with Bogdanovich plus Filler. It's a straight-up trade for Covington plus Filler. You don't need to throw in draft picks. You don't need to sweeten the pot in any way. So that's one of the big subjects, obviously, that you get in a fan site. But but the conversations are are, are very interesting because there's a lot of different points of views, Everybody is so respectful of other people's points of views uh, that it makes it a pleasure to go in there and discuss things. So I'd invite everybody to, to come over to the site, register for it, log in, have a good time rooting for the Lakers. There can't be a better moment in time than to join with a bunch of other
0: intelligent, smart Laker fans and enjoy what's happening with our team. Jamie Sweet has an article with his usual five things that he notes out there as far as from the Lakers aspect of it that I think people should go out there and read. It's a very well-written article. Tom, you always go ahead and propose out there some great things on your Medium articles that you bring over to thelakerholics.net. I won't get you on Twitter because Twitter Twitter's a different story. You seem to go crazy <laughs> there, and uh, everybody seems to love you for it. But it's so funny to hear you say, look at this, Vlade. Look at this, Vlade. You know, people should go ahead out there and just... Join up with Lakerholics.net just to hear all the, come on, Vlade, you can, tr- you, you know, look at this, look at this, Vlade, look at this, Vlade, all day long going ahead and trying to bait him into going ahead and training for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan, I got to yeah. get that right. Yes, yes. Boyan is from Utah doing extremely well, and Utah yeah. is surging. And that's something we may need to talk about here next week as far as the contenders in the Western Conference. Yeah, they've moved, up number three. they've moved
1: up to number three. moved up to number three on a lot of They're people- actually tied for
0: second right now. Yeah. Hmm. And so they're definitely somebody to be wary of they're not the same team that the lakers played because they've made some changes and we'll definitely talk about that on next week's show yeah, with Jordan Clarkson, former laker exactly well there you go there you go but for us here at the lakers fast break if you have any questions you can always shoot us a twitter message at lakers fast break also as well you can send us that five-star comment if you go ahead and give us that five-star review and you put in your comments there we'll go ahead and read on the show but also as well it helps us become more visible to lakers fans out there to catch the greatness that is the lakers fast break or if you can also email us the old traditional way it wasn't old and traditional not so long ago but it is now the old traditional way at lakers fast break at yahoo.com well, my friend, it's been great talking to you. I cannot thank you enough for stopping by once again on our weekly chat. Any last thoughts on the way out?
1: No, yeah, I just hope the Lakers take care of business in the next two games. We don't want to click for one of those games.
0: Don't look too far ahead at what's coming up in the Grammy trip. Get everybody healthy, get everybody right, and get everybody prepared for a long Grammy trip coming up later this week. Hopefully, the good things will continue to happen for us and for the team right here on the Lakers' Fastback